October 5, 2017, U.S. Vice President Mike Pence announced that NASA is going back to the moon. He didn't provide any other details, just some kind of moonward-directed space exploration. It turns out they won't be the only ones. The moon is going to be a busy, busy place. This probably didn't come as a surprise to anyone, but the U.S. Presidential Administration announced that they were throwing out the plans of the previous administration and forging forth in a new direction. NASA won't be visiting asteroids, retrieving samples, and working towards the exploration of Mars. Instead, they'll be targeting the moon. Exactly how is still up in the air. I'm sorry, I sound like a total killjoy here, but every time NASA has its plans wrenched in a new direction, I get a little more exhausted. But this is the problem of giant goals-based mission planning. I'm still holding out for some capabilities-driven missions. However, there are a total of five different groups targeting the human exploration of the moon. Nobody near the moon for almost 50 years, and suddenly, everybody wants to visit. Let's get into the announcement. On Wednesday, October 5th, Vice President Mike Pence addressed a crowd from the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum's Stephen F. Udvarhazy Center in Chantilly, Virginia. He used the Space Shuttle Discovery as a backdrop, and honestly, looked pretty awesome. Mental note, always give speeches in front of space shuttles if possible. This was the first meeting of the newly reinstated National Space Council, a collection of government officials, traditional space industry executives, and CEOs from the newer companies. And here's what he had to say. We will return American astronauts to the moon, not only to leave behind footprints and flags, but to build the foundation we need to send Americans to Mars and beyond. Does this seem a little familiar? The last time NASA was committed to going to the moon was back in the administration of George W. Bush. Back then, it was called the Constellation Program and involved a heavy lift Ares 5 rocket for cargo and the smaller human-rated Ares 1 to carry the astronaut crew to orbit. Under the Constellation Program, astronauts would use the new Ares rockets to fly to the International Space Station and then back to the moon, building the infrastructure for future missions to Mars. The program was officially canceled in 2010, with NASA switching over to the Space Launch System heavy lift rocket as a single vehicle that could carry both astronauts and cargo into deep space. Under that program, NASA was going to explore asteroids as a stepping stone to get to Mars and even return a space rock back to Earth orbit. And that led to the development of the Deep Space Gateway as the next big project that NASA would construct. Earlier this year, the Trump administration canceled the asteroid mission, but didn't provide any definitive plans for where NASA would go next. And actually, we still don't have definitive plans, but at least we know where NASA is going next. How will this impact NASA's current plans? Not that much right now. From what I understand, NASA is still working on the Space Launch System, the rocket that will carry human astronauts out beyond low Earth orbit. They're still working on the Orion crew capsule, which can keep humans alive in space for weeks at a time. Although he's light on details, Pence did suggest a bigger involvement with private industry. By fostering much stronger partnerships between the federal government and the realm of industry and bringing the full force of our national interest to bear, American leadership in space will be assured. At the recent International Astronautical Congress meeting in Adelaide, Australia, NASA and the Russian space agency Roscosmos announced that they'd be working together to build the Deep Space Gateway. 
I talked about the gateway a couple of weeks ago and of course by doing so made my video hopelessly out of date. According to the space agencies, Russia will contribute up to three modules to the Deep Space Gateway, as well as providing the docking system, which is a very similar commitment that Russia made to the International Space Station. In addition, Russia will provide their own heavy lift vehicle, the Angara rocket, which is still in development. This is a big change from Russia's earlier position, where it looked like they were going to remove their support for the International Space Station. And now they've confirmed their commitment to the station through 2028, and helping to build the Deep Space Gateway. We're going to have to wait to find out exactly how NASA intends to fulfill this new directive from the Trump administration. I said there were a total of five separate expeditions planned for the moon, and the new NASA plans are only the first. And you'll hear about the other four in a moment, but first I'd like to thank David Purr, the Seaholm, Anthony Fusco, and the rest of our 802 patrons for their generous support. Wow, 800 patrons. Thanks everyone. If you love what we're doing and you want to get in on the action, head over to patreon.com slash universe today. As I said, there are four more groups looking to send humans to the moon. The European Space Agency has been showcasing their plans for a lunar village for a few years now. This would be a permanent human colony on the moon, made up of astronauts from various nations. Instead of providing a detailed plan, Jan Warner, ESA's Director General, hoped to see an international community come together to collaborate on the exploration of the moon. The moon, of course, does have a lot of resources. There are permanently shadowed craters at the poles containing water ice, and groups have demonstrated technologies for 3D printing habitats at a lunar regolith. Next up, the Chinese have been directing more of their attention towards the moon. Their Chang'e program has already sent two lunar orbiters to scan the surface of the moon in detail in 2007 and 2010. They sent a lander and rover called Chang'e 3 in 2013 to explore the surface and demonstrate their ability to land a payload safely on the moon. They tested a sample return rocket in 2014 and if all goes well, they'll actually bring samples back to Earth in 2019. Oh, and look at their logo. It's the moon with a couple of footsteps in the middle of it. Humans on the moon. The fourth group trying to send humans to the moon is, of course, SpaceX. During his announcement of the BFR, Elon Musk made it clear that the primary goal for the rocket was to send humans to Mars, building up a colony on the red planet. But he showed how the BFR was perfectly capable of landing on the moon and taking off again, supplying cargo and astronauts to the lunar surface. And finally, on October 17th, Bigelow Aerospace and United Launch Alliance announced their plans to send an inflatable habitat to low lunar orbit. The B-330 would be launched to low Earth orbit atop a ULA Vulcan rocket, inflated and equipped, and then boosted out to the moon. It could serve as a base of operations for NASA astronauts or a lunar hotel for mega-rich space tourists. This makes five separate groups looking to send humans to the moon. Wow. So what's going to happen next? It's too early to know. The Trump administration shifted focus to the moon, matching the plans of the Chinese and the Europeans. Traditional aerospace firms, as well as new competitors, are scrambling to figure out the best way to do it. Will the Deep Space Gateway still be the way that it happens, or will it be an inflatable Bigelow habitat visited by SpaceX BFRs? Will it be an international lunar colony, including the US, Europe, and the Chinese? Everything's up in the air now. NASA will be pushing forward to sending humans back to the moon. And that is until another administration shows up, changes course, 
and they're off in a new direction. And if you recall, I don't think there should be any concrete destination. I think NASA should follow a capabilities-driven approach and just work to increase their ability to keep humans alive in space for longer and farther from Earth. But if I had to choose, I'd probably go with sending humans back to the moon before going to Mars. It's closer. And if anything goes wrong, it takes less time to send help. And in my opinion, that's a really big advantage. When spaceflight is still incredibly dangerous and things go wrong all the time. Well, what do you think? We're going back to the moon. Does this announcement make sense considering the big promises made by Elon Musk and SpaceX just a few weeks ago? Let me know your thoughts in the comments. Now it's time for a playlist all about going back to the moon and everyone's reaction to the announcement. First, here's the full video of the actual announcement. Just a warning though, this thing's like two and a half hours long. Our newest episode of the Weekly Space Hangout where we discuss it. Tomorrow has their coverage of the announcement. A video from ESA about what a moon village would look like. And then another longer video from ESA about their lunar plans. And that all starts right now. There's a really happy wren over there. <laughs>